You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy, and welcome to the first episode of the 2019 Dragon Con Con Report. There's a little more than 200 days until Dragon Con. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew. Of course, Director Faber is back. Of course I'm back. I'm the guy who hits record. Yeah, you, we couldn't do it without you, man. Oh, that's what you keep on saying, but I hear what you say behind my back. It's okay. Well, you know, we we tried, and it just it didn't it didn't go well. It didn't go well. Yeah, I heard those shows where I didn't appear. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. Excellent. We also have Darren Noel back with us this year. Hi, everybody. What's going on? Howdy, sir. How you been? Oh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You Does know, it feel like it's been three months. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> fall fall went by in a blur and winter is blinking by because it really hasn't been that cold relatively speaking for winter so well not here in atlanta not least. not here where we are no but you know i'm waiting for our traditional yearly ice storm so we can take a week off of work but that hasn't happened yet and i'm getting kind of nervous it might not at this point because it's been so relatively warm so now, I do want to say that uh, for those people who've been listening to the uh, Dragon Con Con Report for a while, um, this is our, oh my goodness, we've been doing this for a while, right? Like a more than while. five years? Yes, more than five while. years? We've been doing this show since 2012. Goodness gracious. So that's a long time. So uh, thank you for, first of all, if you're listening to this and if you've been listening to us uh, for that long, thank you for that. Um, and, uh, if you're listening to the, fir- for the first time, thank you for checking us out. And, uh, just so, uh, you know, people know that, uh, there might be some, cha- there is going to be some changes, uh, with a little, a little bit of the format. We're kind of uh, mixing it up a little bit. Um, so, uh, some of the people who had regular segments last year, um, are not going to be joining us every, every month this time. So, uh, they will be joining us at some point. We'll check in with, uh, Michelle and Kevin and Zan, but, uh, they are not appearing on this episode and, and who knows when they would appear, but, uh, <laughs> all is well. We will have segments, uh, in addition to our group chat, uh, we will have segments, uh, this, this month. We have a segment with Jonathan Chafin from Horror and Clay. Uh, he is a featured vendor in the comic and pop artist alley for the last few years. So it's going to be interesting to hear his perspective on the event. And Joseph from Chameleon Cosplay. Um, we all know Joseph as probably most memorable for the uh, doing the aliens guy. Right, Micah? The, um, is that what he's called? What's it? Is, he has a name, I know. But I yeah, just, he's on like, the aliens he's, meme guy. He's on the History Channel. It's like that guy with the big hair. <laughs> yeah, oh. exactly. Mm. Aliens, right? It had aliens. Mm. Yeah, exactly. We don't mean the Adam Conover guy who ruins everything. We mean the aliens guy. Yeah. Ah. I also want to let people know, too, right on the outset, that uh, Mary Lou will be joining us this year. Uh, unfortunately, she couldn't be with us on our first episode, but uh, she will be. Uh, she is part of the cast. She will be joining us 
in February. So, um, so that's something to look forward to. So right now it's, uh, we've got foot with us, a guest that's going to sit in with us for our group discussion, as well as the, uh, just, you know, just to hang out on the station. And that is Michael Bailey. Michael Bailey, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, it's something that we've always like, I, I, it's hard for me to think of Dragon Con without thinking of you. <laughs> well, no, that's, that, that is actually very touching. I, uh, <laughs> I, I mean that, that, that I, it's, well, that's usually because that's the only time I usually see you, even though we like live literally in the same state in the same area. Right. Yeah. But I, George I, has like, got like temporal distortion where everyone thinks <laughs> that you're always like an hour away from Atlanta, but that's not true. So no, it's not true. <laughs> Uh, I live just inside the perimeter, and I'm not an hour away from Atlanta. (laughs) Like three hours away from Atlanta. (laughs) Yeah, that that's what it feels like. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some days it's just it's just horrible. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. It's just horrible. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So, Michael, for those people who may not be familiar with you, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience at Dragon. Uh, I've been going straight since uh, 2004. Uh, my first run was 2001, but uh, a couple things, including getting married, prevented me from 2002 and 2003. But starting in 2004, uh, my wife and I go every single year, uh, which has been kind of interesting because we've seen the tra- trajectory of the con change and the perception of the con change in that time period, uh, which is, I think, the most, uh, on a cultural level, is the most fascinating thing to me, going from being made fun of on Star 94 to being welcomed on star 94 was like <laughs> the biggest, uh, the biggest change for me. But, um, uh, I got into doing panels pretty early on, but then there was like a five, six year period where I didn't. And then thank heavens for the American sci-fi classics track, uh, for picking me up and, and, and having me do programming, which has led me to do other programming. So it's dragon con to me is just, uh, it's my yearly get together with friends and uh, time to work, basically. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it, you you treat the panels very seriously. Not that you don't have fun, but you are prepared. <laughs> like your your presentations are are just so well done. I'm in awe of of them. Really. Well, I appreciate that. I I, I learned a lot in the first couple of years of doing them of what not to do. Uh, and really, it's just paying attention to the people that do it well. And is it theft? No, it's not theft. But just kind of seeing what they do and go, okay, I can do something like that and not completely ripping them off. But, you know, just going from the most boring PowerPoint presentations ever to actually making them look good. It, it's an homage. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a, it's a tribute. Or, um, or if you're having fun with it, it's a parody. You're protected. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and i can remember like when i first started going to dragon con i would go on some fan panels and uh you know i would come out of the those and you know i would i would say to my cousin who was going with me at the time uh we just look at each other and be like do they even watch the show like it was <laughs> it was like i mean like you know no offense to anybody in particular but like fan panels didn't really uh, like for a while I was turned off for them because I just thought that it was just a bunch of people up there talking about like fan stuff and just ignoring the audience. But uh, one thing I have to give credit to is, and and you're a prime example of this is fan panels at Dragon Con are, 
are truly wonderful. And it's like, you're like, oh yeah, this person knows like what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And they, they interact, you interact with the audience as well. Yeah. Well, that's the big thing is that since Dragon, Dragon Con being unlike any other convention out there, the thing that separates it is that it's, it is completely fan run. I mean, it's a business, but it's not like Comic-Con, which is where Hollywood comes to, you know, to show off their, their wares. And, you know, Dragon Con has a reputation of being a party con. You know, it's, it's, you know, if, 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 if Comic-Con. But it's well earned. Yeah, well, it's well earned. <laughs> well, what do they say? Comic-Con is the prom and Dragon Con is Mardi Gras, basically. Uh, nerdy gras, nerdy nerdy gras. gras. but yeah. the, the the thing that i love about it is that you have to involve the audience because the audience is there because they're fans too and the only thing that really separates me from them really is nothing uh i'm just on the stage with a bunch of other people or if i'm doing a solo one mm-hmm. by myself but i'm wanting i'm wanting interaction uh one of the a good example of that was we did a lois and clark panel for the 25th anniversary this past year and that audience was really engaged with it. And I think it made the panel better because it wasn't just three guys sitting up there, you know, like, you know, in 1993, this show came on in September. It's just like, well, what do you guys think? And the best part about it is I go, okay, favorite episodes and a bunch of options were show, were thrown out. And I go least favorite episodes. And with Lois and Clark, that's easy to do. <laughs> Not a single one. <laughs> no one gave a least favorite episode. And it just, wow. at that point, it struck me, okay, these people love this show so much that they just want to talk about the good parts. So that's what, and it's just, it's a warm feeling to be with that because the internet is not like that. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely. The internet is Moss Eisley. That's been well established. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, you don't have to do a power presentation, PowerPoint presentation here for us today, but, uh, but, but we do appreciate you sitting in with us. So, um, uh, We are a proud member of the ESO Network. Be sure to check out the Amazon link at the top of esonetwork.com, the website. Uh, it doesn't cost you any more to purchase your stuff, and it really does help us out a lot. Uh, we also have a T Public store filled with all kinds of cool designs. There's a link for that at the top of our, our site page as well. And the ESO Network now has a Patreon page. Right, Mike? Oh, of course it does. Yes, you can help support the ESO Network Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. That's not that much. And, you know, it's less than a gumball nowadays. So 25 cents gives you fine entertainment, podcasts, and access to exclusive material available only to patrons of the ESO Network. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO Network. And we, we want to uh, make sure that you understand that the, um, the, if you help out the ESO network, you help out the Dragon Con Con Report. Oh, yeah, of we course. It's a, that's a given. We are a proud member of the ESO network. And we have. That's why it says ESO network at the beginning of the show when you we listen have, to it. We have put uh, many of the panels that we've recorded at Dragon Con available only to patrons. And you will have a complete like library at your disposal of all the ones that we put up so far. Uh, the patron page has only been active for, I think five months. Is it Mike? Yep. Just about five months. And we have a nice little group of people. At least 10 or 15 panels on there from Dragon Con, I think. Right. Okay. If you say so. (laughs) (laughs) You're like quizzing him. Let it go. I know. Be like Elsa. Let it go. (laughs) He's like, I didn't know there was going to be a test. 
I didn't study for this. Damn it. I knew I had anxiety dreams for some reason last night. Well, uh, if there, if there isn't 10 or so, there will be soon. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've got, uh, tons. Yeah. We record everything at Dragon Con almost. Um, uh, even the, the, even the, the parties where we have pie. So, um, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to hear pie. those, uh, you can check out the Patreon page. Um, if you would like to leave feedback for us or comment on the show, please call our feedback line at 404-963-9057 or email us at dragonconreport at esonetwork.com. Now we're going to get started with some news. There's not a lot to report because it is only January, but uh, I will want to point out that if you have already purchased a DragonCon membership for 2019 and you have not received your postcard, by uh well by now uh you definitely should let the dragon con know so uh you should have received your postcard let them know contact us if you go to dragoncon.org there's a contact us button you can call them you can send them an email say what's up and uh they will attend to it uh i don't remember what the color of the card is this year but uh and i think it's is it different for different kinds of memberships anybody know i have no idea Darren, do you get a do you get a membership and do you get a card? I, I do, but I have not bought my membership yet, so ah. I need I need to get on that. But uh, I think I think they were still blue last year, and I think they've been blue for a few years before then. So, gotcha. Well, I um, think I think I mean once you have pie, your memory's fuzzy. <laughs> so. Well, I unfortunately I think the important dates. Uh, are um, already like I think that the, that are posted on the website are not applicable right now. So I don't know what the dates of the memberships are, but I do know that usually in early February, about the first week of February, they go up in price. So uh, I would definitely, if you're thinking about, if you know you're going to go to DragonCon, get that membership now because it's just going to keep going up and up and up uh, by the uh, time that the event is. And it's usually, I think it's, like a hundred and is it eighty dollars? I think it's even more now this year. I, I think it's more than that. I think I looked the other day and I think it was one hundred and five. Wow! So I, I will look while you vamp. How about that? So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, definitely check it out. And you definitely want to make sure that, like I said, if you've already um, pre-ordered uh, and you don't have your postcard, uh, definitely get on that so that uh, you're not lost in the shuffle. Um, uh, Mike, it is one hundred five through two eight nineteen. Okay, so yeah, that first week of February, and then it pretty um, much goes up one fifteen, one twenty five, one forty, one sixty is the uh, pre door rate. So yeah, <laughs> it's gone. It's gone up a little bit since last year. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out is that the official uh, charity uh, of DragonCon has been announced. Um, it is the American Heart Association. Um, it is um, done, uh, I think, in honor of Tom Trainer, the uh, comics director, who uh, passed away last year of uh, heart disease. So um, Dragon Con is going to match dollar for dollar up to $100,000, any money raised for this charity uh, through the year. So, um, so we're going to do everything we can to uh, help push that. Um, including something that I'm working on that I'm going to talk about a little bit later. Um, and I've already made the announcement last year, so you know, a lot of you might already know what I'm talking about. So, um, but anyway, um, so yeah, it has decided to be the American Heart Association, which I think is very apt for this year. 
Um, and I think the only other thing is that uh, DragonCon has a newsletter that they're sending out by email. So if you want to uh, see all the latest news from DragonCon and you kind of can't keep up with social media and you want to know what the guests are or what other events are happening or what they, you know, what the official word is, uh, you'll definitely want to sign up for that. So you can just go to DragonCon's website and uh, through some clicks, it's uh, done through, is it called MailChimp? Is that right? Yes, MailChimp. Yep. So it's a, it's a MailChimp. And uh, my understanding is, is that's the only thing it's going to be used for. So, uh, so yeah, you won't get a lot of spam out of it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I signed up because I would like to see the latest, greatest. And, you know, even though I'm, I'm part, I, like I, I've subscribed to the official um, Facebook group, uh, or the Facebook page for Dragon Con, as well as a lot of the other panels, um, I don't see that stuff sometimes when they post it. Like, there's a lot of times where I, I don't see the events. I have to actually go to the page and scroll down and, like, look at all the stuff that I missed over the last few days. Because mm-hmm. they're pretty good about posting. Um, uh, during the holidays, they were selling like crazy a lot of uh, Dragon Con swag. I didn't realize how many how many shirts and hats and all sorts of things they, they're selling with the Dragon Con logo. So that's, that's some pretty cool stuff. So anyway, uh, so you'll be able to find out all about the latest news uh, right to your email box by subscribing to that. So, um, and um, we're not going to do an extensive guest list uh, this, this, this month because it's pretty early. They have started announcing some guests, which is kind of nice. Um, and we do know that two people who are actually on this station right now are going to be guests this year. So congratulations, Michael yeah. and Michael. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> we appreciate it. One of these things is not like the other. So, uh, yeah, congratulations uh, to you both. Uh, I am still uh, waiting. I still haven't heard yet. So, um, Have you even turned it in yet? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I keep on telling you. I keep on telling you, Mikey, that they won't, you know, accept you as a guest if you don't apply. Yes, I know. I know. So it's, it's one the, of those it's things. The that... Two Michaels and Lou Ferrigno so far are announced. I <laughs> uh, I don't know. Has Lou, yeah, Lou was there last year, wasn't he? Lou's, Lou's there whenever he was. You know. Yeah. Lou's just yeah, got a Joe, space Joe here. All yeah. That. Lou just comes. He doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> he, he doesn't really, ask. He's like, he I'm here. he's just there. Like, you don't, you don't. And everyone's like, ever, yes, Mr. Ferrigno. <laughs> you just don't want to get him mad. That's why. <laughs> exactly. Nobody ever invites him, but nobody ever has the <laughs> guts to tell him no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, very cool. Well, congratulations to you. And we also know some other friends have uh, gotten. Um, and we'll have all those announcements next month. So we'll worry about all that. And, and th- so those folks that were planning on like doing the drinking game this month, I'm sorry, but uh, you'll just have to drink on your own uh, for a little while and then wait till next month where, uh, yeah, have the shot glasses ready because uh, there's going to be a list. Oh yeah. And Mary will be back. And so her and I will butcher the names. Do not worry, my friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and yeah, I I think they've done a really good job already. Like I think they've started last year. I was kind of amazed that they, they didn't announce the guests until like much later. Like it was like, I don't know, like it felt like March or April, 
uh, till they started really announcing guests. So it seems like they've already started uh, trickling down as far as some of the guests this year. So it looks like it's already a little bit sooner than uh, than last year was. Um, so that's, like I said, all the news. So um, I guess, yeah, we'll go to our main topic. And this month, I, I thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about how Dragon Con uh, affects us in our daily lives uh, throughout the year. Um, for example, um, Dragon Con, <laughs> as much as, like, look, I think it's no secret that I love Dragon Con, right? I mean, I've been going since 1994 and haven't missed a single one. Uh, I've dedicated myself to doing this podcast uh, because I love it so much. Uh, so I, I love talking about it. And I love being part of it. So I do love Dragon Con. But so I get it shouldn't shock people to to hear this, but I actually plan like a lot, like it seems like almost a lot of my life around Dragon Con, especially when it comes to um, things like my uh, projects that I'm doing, like books and what I want to sell and what I intend on selling. Like I want to make sure that I have something new for Dragon Con every year. Um, so, so right away, I'm always planning to see like, you know, and I, I always over plan cause I always want at least four books ready for Dragon Con. And I'm lucky if I usually have one. Uh, uh, so, uh, so yeah, I, I over prepare, I over plan. Uh, but, uh, so sometimes those fall through, but so even though I don't, you know, and I would imagine for a lot of customers, it's very similar. Um, <laughs> So I know that now, now Darren, are you already like, cause I know you're a cosplayer, but are you like deep into it already this, this time? Uh, I haven't even started yet this year. Right. Um, so. Usually um, I have, I've always got, you know, a list of cosplays I want to do. The The question is what, what becomes a priority and what do I really feel like investing the time, energy and money into? Mm-hmm. Um, usually that decision get sped up as we get closer and closer to con and time to work on it <laughs> evaporates. Um, but it's not just dragon con that runs that for me. It's also my work life because as an accountant, we have a fiscal year end closeout to deal with. And that hits me at the end of June. Mm. So usually I may have some ideas and I may go out and I, I like to buy pieces that I, that can quote unquote work for multiple things and put them in the cosplay closet and know that I've got them so I can pull them out. Um, and then I just add things to them to make it look more like the costume I'm going for. Um, usually after I get done with the big push at work is when I really start focusing on dragon con related stuff, except for our monthly chats, really. Um, I know that may sound crazy to people, but um, that's just, I kind of need to have the pressure of the time on me in right. order to, in order to get focused. You know, I now have 60 <laughs> days. I now have 45 days. I now have 30 days. Holy crap. You know, and um, then things happen or they don't, you know, and you just have to wing it and decide what costumes are you going to do? What costumes are you not going to do? Um, what falls out? What, what stays in out of the um, old rotation and that kind of stuff. And of course, Along with that is also um, getting out, um, at least for me, getting rid of some of the winter weight um, to get more into, quote-unquote, heroic shape 
try to <laughs> try to shave some inches off the gut if I can <laughs> um, between now and uh, and it's not really a New Year's Eve res- a New Year's resolution thing either for me. It's a I want to look good in the costumes as much as possible. Um, so I've got to concentrate on nutrition and I've got to concentrate on exercise and I've got to concentrate on all these other things that, that will come to the fore because you can't get into spandex shape overnight. That's just not going to occur. So I, I gradually get into it and I, I start whittling out the desserts. I start whittling out the fast food. I start whittling out these things and I integrate, you know, more vegetables, more salad, more, you know, everything else that, that is quote unquote good for you while still not, you know, I'm not going to be one of those insane. And, and I don't say insane as a, as I put down, uh, there are some very dedicated men and women out there who are in the gym every day and they monitor everything they eat. I'm not that obsessive about it. Let's say, um, I just want to look decent, <laughs> you know, while still enjoying the rest of my year and not, you know, sighing in pain as I go by, you know, uh, an ice cream shop going, Nope, can't have that. You know, but there, there will be a time when I will like go on a hard, like, um, whole 30 keto kind of period in order to lose um, some weight. that's usually after my birthday in February, because then it's like, that's the last of my quote unquote holidays. So I can, I can treat myself then. And then it's a hard ride, um, to dragon con. So DragonCon does is a is a goalpost for you as far Pretty as much, yeah. as far as as far as eating healthy and 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 taking care of yourself, which we should be doing anyway. But. Well, yeah, we should be doing it, and, and you should do it every day. Don't get me wrong; sure, it's so. not like I'm like you know eating like. But a, but a lot of us need that extra motivation. Yeah, but that, a push is is good for yep, you. Yeah, it yep, keeps you focused. Absolutely. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's the whole thing behind you know Michelle and that group uh, drop by DragonCon, you mm-hmm. know because. That's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hard, fast goal that, uh, that people can look to and, and then, you know, and then celebrate like I did it. So, yeah. And, and, you know, I was actually out on the, in the interwebs and we were talking about it earlier being Moss Isley and sure enough it is. There was a, a lovely lady who was posting something about wanting to do a Black Widow cosplay. Um, and I don't know the name, so I'm not going to call out anybody. Um, but she was very um, concerned about, well, I don't really look like Scarlett Johansson. Only Scarlett Johansson looks like Scarlett Johansson. So, so no one's going to be that Black Widow but her. You know, do your best Black Widow. And there was, of course, the internet troll mm. making her feel worse, you know, by posting all kinds of hateful negative things. Um, if you're going to cosplay, we've said this before on the podcast, no matter what your body shape do the do the cosplay that you want to do. Period. Do ignore. People are going to say whatever they're going to say. You know, we share the hotel space with um, college football fans and airline staff and other assorted people who, unluckily or luckily, got a reservation downtown in Atlanta on Labor Day weekend. How were um, they able to get hotel reservations at that hotel? That's a very good question. Well, uh, they don't. They don't. They're not. They're not paying the the con rate. No, they're not paying the con rate. God no. No, I'm sure they're paying a lot more. But I'm, mm-hmm. how how can they afford that on that kind of salaries? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the airlines have like reserved rooms for like people staying over i think it was korean air i saw last year oh i know um, it was gorgeous too because mm-hmm. they're because yeah, i think those you scarves were... are amazing on those stewardesses we're like how do you keep those up and they're like hairspray 
<laughs> it was it was funny. <laughs> it was like, oh, really? Hairspray does that? Yeah. yeah. And she showed us. She took it out of her bag and she sprayed her scarf and it stayed upright, like off to the side. She looked like an anime character. It was pretty impressive. Like, wow, that's a good idea. <laughs> so it was it was that hardcore Aquanet stuff. You can't get the light stuff. You got to get the crunchy <laughs> stuff in the air. Um, but yeah, just do what you want to do. And we're, we're going to start off on this early, this whole bullying and, and the Me Too thing that, that's been exploding this past year. Don't let some idiot on the internet take away your joy about you wanting to be your favorite character. Do it. Do it well. Smile. You'll be amazing. There well you said. go. Yeah, well said. Yeah, no, that's very well said it. And it's true because, you know, who cares what other people think? You see people at Dragon Con, all shapes and all sizes. Mm-hmm. And as long as they feel good in their costumes and they're enjoying what they are dressed as, half the time, I don't even know what they're dressed as. Yeah. And, you know, but if they're having fun, let them. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. it's all about. Yep. That's anime. <laughs> yeah. It, it- it, it's fascinating to me that, you know, most of us come to, you know, the geek world, uh, whether it's cosplay, whether it's Star Trek, mm-hmm. whether it's Star Wars, whether it's comic books. You know, we come because we want to feel a sense of belonging because for a lot of us, it was kind of a isolating mm-hmm. thing to be into what we're into. And it fascinates that as soon as a bunch of us get together, they start setting up all these rules. Of, of how you have to do it. And I, and I know the cosplay culture is, is an ever evolving thing. Uh, so you do have like the professionals that want to, you know, you know, that have uh-huh. managed to charge people for photos and about calendars and stuff like that. So they have exacting standards, but to me, Dragon Con is all about having fun. And if you are, you know, like I, I don't cosplay because it's just not my thing. Uh, and, you know, if we're going to go by body type, I have a limited selection of people, but it's just not what I'm into. But if I was into it and I wanted to dress like Batman, I, I don't think it matters that mm-hmm. I'm overweight. I just want to dress yeah. like Batman because I like Batman, you know, and, and it just it bothers me that Dragon Con is supposed to be this place where we're all all are welcome and people keep throwing up these roadblocks to try well, to make it, you someone's going to take your picture at Dragon Con. Yourself, and it just, That's going to happen. If you're in a costume, you're going to get your picture taken somewhere, somehow. And that picture is going to make its way to the internet. It's not oh, necessarily a geek who is making fun of you. It, it is some internet troll living mm-hmm. in their mom's basement who has not seen the light of day in ages, who is making fun of you because you actually had the guts to go out there and do it. Oh, exactly. and, it, and it does take guts to cosplay. It does take guts to put on Lycra and spandex and, and boots that are uncomfortable and walk out of your hotel room and then wait an hour for the elevator and go downstairs for two and a half hours, walk your way through um, the crowds at three hotels in order to get to that panel you wanted to go to and then possibly go to the dealer's room or try to go eat you know, while people ask you for your photo with a mouthful of shawarma. You know, um, it's... It's one of those things where it is a huge part of Dragon Con culture. And if you're going to do it, and I, I support you, if, you, if you're on the fence, I support you doing it. Just be prepared that eventually someone's going to see your picture and they're going to go, oh, and they're going to have something snarky to say. And, and what, I would, what I'm going to say to you is, does that person pay even one of your bills? 
so they don't matter. See how no, easy that they was? Don't. See how no, easy that was? You, so you just let that go. You know, I had someone take a picture of me from the back side in my Wonder Warrior outfit. And you know how I found it? Susan Eisenberg, the voice of Wonder Woman on the Justice League cartoon, tweeted it out and said, finally, a Wonder Warrior with actual legs. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Wonder Woman likes my legs. Yay. Because <laughs> there's good stuff out there, too. Right. Right? It's not all negative comments. You just got to be prepared to you know, take the bad, take the good, but flush that bad real quick. And work mm-hmm. on your next costume. Well, exactly. And sometimes, like I said earlier, you don't know who the person's dressed as, or you don't even know if somebody is even in costume, for God's sake. You know, <laughs> Seriously. It, that's might be very difficult. Exactly. That might be how they're actually just dressed as. Mm-hmm. My second year at Dragon Con, I went, when I went in, you know, I got decided, I'm going to, I saw these cosplayers, I'm going to dress up. So I dressed as Silent Bob. And. Oh. I, you know, did, got the whole long coat, the hat and everything. And basically I was walking around, people were taking my pictures and everything. And I was then over by Artist Alley and I overheard two people were like going, I want to get his picture, but I, I actually don't know if that's how he, he, he's dressed as Bob or if that's actually how he dresses. <laughs> so it was just awesome. <laughs> That, that's my wife, actually, because uh, because of her health condition, she wears a corset pretty much year round when we go out in public. Uh, and she actually did some cosplay last year. Uh, she put a lot of time into it. She made a great it Harley. Really well, she was awesome. but you know her. Yeah, she, yeah, it, it, it's man, and, and and the greatest thing is that she she managed to work her cane that she has to have with her into see, the that's costume how you do as a prop as the mallet. Uh, <laughs> So it was just it was just one of those things where everything worked out. But most years, she has long flowing skirts. She makes herself up. She wears a corset, and she would be walking along, and people would be like, "Can I take your picture?" And she's not really dressed as anybody, but she's and, and like I said, she's <laughs> dressed as we go to Walmart. This is this is what she wears. She's not as made up, uh, and she's actually surprised she's <laughs> never ended up on people of Walmart. But you know. It's it's just one of those things where Dragon Con is where you can let your your freak flag fly. Hey, I got it out without screwing it up. And you know it is one of those things where Silent Bob it, it is an mm-hmm. overcoat and a, and, a, and a baseball cap on backwards. I mean that's the. Costume. I mean recognize so a Doctor Who companion. Just dress. <laughs> right. They're all wearing street clothes for Christ's sake. <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know. So you know. It, it's one of those things. And, if, of course, if you don't know what the costume is, it's anime. We all agree upon that. So, you know, it's yeah. – <laughs> I want to encourage you out there, if you're thinking about doing a costume, do your costume. Think about it. Sit down. There are tons of forums on, on uh, Facebook and other forums online where you can get all kinds of tips. YouTube is a wealth of knowledge um, on how to do certain things, how to make that stitch right. You know, it depends on how exacting your standards are. My my standards are not very exacting. I, I buy what's off the rack and then I modify as opposed to, well, let's make this from scratch because that's a pain in the pocket. Now, some people will be like, oh, my God, no, I have to make everything myself. And that's fine. There's no one way to cosplay. I, I told a quote unquote more professional cosplayer, you know, one day we were just talking, you know, casually um, at a photo shoot. 
And I just said, no, the second this becomes unfun for me is the second I stop doing it. You know, because it's it's a hobby that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's the way it should be for anything you're really ever involved in. And I, and bravo to the people who can turn a profit doing it. I applaud you. I'm not taking any of that away from you. But for me, this is just something fun for a weekend to like relieve the stress of life. Right. You know, that's what it is. Absolutely. The rest of it, who the hell cares? Yeah, and and that's that's it. Yeah, it's again what I kind of was thinking when I thought of this. It's like you know I don't think we've ever really talked about um, you know our daily lives and how Dragon Con either helps or 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 hinders that. that you know right. So so um, but I'm curious to hear from uh, Michael Bailey as far as. Uh, how Dragon Con affects him throughout the year. And really, I'm interested in, in knowing how long it takes you to, to prepare for some of those panels. So uh, w- when you presented this subject, I, I it immediately, I, I, I had a movie idea once that's basically, it's the Warriors, but a group, uh, a one track has to go from the Sheraton to the Hilton and fight all the other tracks. And, and this one's, and this one inspired it. another one that it's basically a, a Dragon Con carol. You know, how do I keep Dragon Con in my heart all the year long? Uh, That's right. Uh, but the thing with Dragon Con is now that I am involved with a group, uh, I mainly do things through the American Sci-Fi Classics track. And there is a very healthy Facebook page for that, uh, where we talk about ideas and such. So for me, Dragon Con is, is two-part. I, I, I see the guests coming and, and who I may want to meet which is kind of, sometimes it's exciting. Like a couple years ago, I actually dropped money to get my picture taken with the Birds of Prey cast because when were they ever going to come back to Dragon Con as a group? So that's fun. But as far as the panels are concerned, we, you know, the, those are all like we, there, there's ideas bandied about all year long. And so I start kind of in my head, like, well, I could do this. I could do that. I need to get these images together but really, since a panel isn't certain until it's over, the you know the pr- preparation it's it's a really short period of time because it's usually like maybe July when things are really firmed up. So that's uh, and and I am never I am always doing something in the hotel room uh, the night before, whether it's putting the pol- the finishing touch on something, but. When I'm putting together a presentation, like last year, I did a uh, 80 years of Superman in 60 minutes, uh, which actually worked out a lot better than I thought it was. I thought I was going to go over time, but I didn't. So at that point, I had, and I knew about that fairly in advance, so I could sit there and plan it out. And it's basically, what do you cut out and what do you put in? And you have to find the images and you you do that by uh, scouring Google. And then you... Uh, PowerPoint presentations can take anywhere from three to seven hours, depending on what I'm doing with it. Uh, And that's getting the images together, putting them, getting the text together. I used to be really text heavy with my PowerPoint presentations. Now I just go off of notes and let the images kind of do the talking, uh, which has actually saved me time. But it's basically just trying to think of, all right, I'm in the audience. What do I want to see on the screen? What do I want to see from the panel? What do I want to hear? And I try to put myself in that mind frame 
of, okay, there may be like this really obscure image that I like, but most of the people coming to this panel, like if it's a Batman panel, like they're more than likely going to do a 1989 Batman movie panel this year. I, I I can almost guarantee it. (laughs) So, you know, they're going to want to see the typical shots of Michael Keaton, you know, when, when we're talking about it. So, you know, they're not going to care about Mr. Mom, you know, in, in the, they're casting Michael Keaton thing. So it's just one of those things that when you're putting together the visual aids, that's almost the easier part than actually doing the, the, the research. I'm, I'm anal retentive because anal retentive is hyphenated. I didn't know if anybody knew that. Um, it's my favorite anal retentive joke. <laughs> uh, outside of uh, <laughs> yeah, your side, I understand. <laughs> outside of I suffer from CDO, which is OCD in the proper alphabetical order. But I go overboard on research because I am petrified that I'm not going to know something when asked. Because there's no, there's nothing that scares me more than being on stage, someone asking a question and going. No idea. <laughs> Sorry you asked me. And, and that's happened. I've been in panels where that's happened. <laughs> it's like, oh. I'm not the guy for that. So it's a lot of reading. It's a lot of digging through the books that I have. It's watching videos. It's listening to podcasts uh, about the subject and kind of trying to glean some more information about it. So it's it's really one of those things where, like right after Dragon Con and into the new year, it's not like super forefront on my head outside of getting my application in to be an attending professional. That's now a, a thing uh, since it'll be my third year. So I'm, I'm, I, I, I never take it for granted, but it's always awesome when it happens. But it's really like, you know, May, June, July, when things start getting super heavy. And that also coincides with the busiest time at my work. Uh, where I, I, I'm working 10 hour days and coming home exhausted and really don't feel like working on a Dragon Con presentation. But Dragon Con is the thing that me and my wife do. We, we don't travel all that much. We, you know, we, 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 for circumstances that really no one's probably very much interested in, we, we have to stick around the house a lot. And so we don't go to other cities to go to other conventions. It would be fun, but travel is just not a big thing for us. And we don't go like we've been to Disney world once uh, as a couple. Uh, And it was actually the first time I ever went to Florida too, which I I found if you live in Georgia and you tell people after living in Georgia for 20 years that you've never been to Florida, that's weird. I don't understand that, but (laughs) apparently that's a thing. So Dragon Con is our time to kind of like, it, it's not a vacation. It's, it's a, right. it's a gauntlet, but it's. Yeah. It's, it's not a vacation for anybody it, who goes. But it's, it's our <laughs> fun time. So I, you know, I go there to hang out, you know, I've, I found, you know, you guys uh, pretty much through Dragon Con uh, and, you know, finding that kind of group of friends that you look forward to seeing and then, realizing that you're not going to be able to socialize much because everyone is doing something. (laughs) Uh, Which was why it was nice last year that we all did get for an evening to sit down and and drink some pie and play cards against humanity. That that's actually one of my, Oh, that was a blast actually. One of my fondest memories from last year, but it's, it's just being with people that, you know, people that you like finding new friends 
And, you know, it's just, it makes all the work I put into the presentations and my ends of panels, it makes it worth it to me. It really does. No, agreed. And it's, for me, it always feels like a big family reunion in a lot of ways when you get together at the con and it's just like, oh, these are people sometimes I don't see, but once a year, I might talk to them or instant message with them or just see them on Facebook, but to see them face to face, it's just something I always do look forward to. And it is special to me. No, I, I hope I answered your question. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. There's, there's no right or wrong answers. But uh, as the saying goes, we are all silently judging you. Um, so, um, well, Mike. I've been, on, I've been on mute here just judging him the whole time. So. <laughs> and I haven't been silent at all. I, I, okay. I, I'm the youngest of four and the only boy. I've been judged my entire life. <laughs> yeah, you have. Um, so, so, Director <laughs> Faber, what about you? How does Dragon Con affect your, you during the entire year? course of the year well literally truthfully it's as soon as the con is over (laughs) we start planning for next year well the con's so big now you have to yeah well you know especially if we first not just personally where i think about all right do i want to try to get a hotel room again because that starts up right in october some people it starts like the day day after the day the day you yeah, check exactly. out. Right, exactly. It depends which hotel you stay at. You mm-hmm. guys are exactly true. and But for me, you know, the hotel I stay at is the first week in October. And, you know, so we have to plan for that. But then we also then have to start planning, all right, are we going to spend the whole weekend down there? Or are we going to go just for a couple of days and commute in one or two days? You know, we have to decide that. Because then we also have to arrange dog sitters and mm-hmm. such. And, you know, William's not a little kid anymore, so we don't have to do someone to watch him if he's not coming and such. Mm-hmm. So, but then, you know, we also have to start, you know, thinking about stuff with the podcast and then Earth Station One and then ESO Network. You know, what kind of presence are we going to have? You know, things like that. And just, you know, what it's going, what we're going to try to do. Are we going to try to do a fan table? Are we going to try to, you know, what kind of panels do we want to start doing? And those have been starting, you know, those are already in the planning stages. And then literally Mike and I are already starting to plan this podcast, what we're going to do for the Dragon Con report. You know, some people don't think we do any planning for it. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) it probably comes across that way. Um, there's not a lot sometimes. Uh, and sometimes when we do make plans, it all falls apart anyway. So, but uh, yeah, that's, um, and that's true. I mean, yeah, we do spend, uh, and that's one of the things we decided to do, um, you know, very early on, because when we first started covering Dragon Con, we just started doing it as part of the Earth Station One podcast with uh, just a month before. And we realized that wasn't enough time. And then we did it like two months before. And we realized that wasn't enough time. So we were like, wait, this, this, we could do this all year round. And this could, this, this warrants its own show. Well, exactly. We, we had to decide if we're kind of, you know, if we wanted just to be another segment or how we wanted it to be, you know, lined up and it just grew and grew and grew until it grew into its own podcast. And like we said earlier in the show, we've been doing this as the Dragon Con report since what, 2012 now. 
And so this is our seventh season of it. So it's pretty amazing if you think about it. What's really also reassuring and what I love too is that, yeah, we do this show. We put the first one out in January and, you know, thinking, okay, well, we might be the only crazy people that, that care about Dragon Con in January. But then we get a ton of downloads and we get a ton of people who listen to all the shows and they, that's on their mind too. They, they, they want to know what's going on with Dragon Con uh, as early as this as well. Uh, I've even had some people suggest, you know, why do we take those three months off? It's just because, uh, because we really have to, um, <laughs> we need to decompress <laughs> we, folks. We really so, do. But, um, but I mean, yes, yeah. the, but, theoretically we could do one. I mean, theoretically you could put together a podcast about dragon con every week. Uh, but, uh, I mean, we don't have that kind of time. So, uh, um, but there are podcasts out there that do 50 days of dragon con, you know, leading up to it. So, you know, there are other options out there and we don't, you know, we don't mind talking about them on the show and everything. It's not like we're in competition with any of them. We're all there to promote Dragon yeah, That would be like, and to give you guys as much that would, information. That would be like it. one guest, you know, um, trying to compete against <laughs> another guest at Dragon or one track uh, competing against another. It's like, no, no, everybody's just doing their own thing. And, you know, I mean, it, it's just all good. You know, I think, uh, I think you guys kind of touched upon it too. I mean, I think the thing about Dragon Con is that, and, and Dragon Con is special in my heart anyway, because yeah, I do a lot of other conventions throughout the year as do we all. Um, but Dragon Con is the convention. Like if I could only do one, it would be Dragon Con. And, uh, you know, I like to have books and material ready for other conventions that I do, but I don't, plan it as much as I do for making sure I have something because uh, I Dragon Con is so special to me that I feel like uh, it, you know, it deserves, if I came up with just the, you know, the same stuff that I had last year with doing no effort to do any, put anything else together, that's, that's not treating that convention with respect. Um, and so, um, so I tried my best to do, to bring out my best for Dragon Con. Um, and and sometimes it works to great success and sometimes I fail, but at least that's the effort that I have to put in because that's that special to me. Uh, oh, exactly. And truthfully, we get tons of questions sent to us or messages on Facebook <laughs> or some of the other social media, you know, asking questions about Dragon Con. Can I answer the question now? Sure. <laughs> do do, do we want to remember the nineties? Cause two good meals a day. <laughs> One shower with soap and deodorant, not patchouli or Axe. Never, Thank you. Never Let's patchouli. <laughs> I don't mind patchouli as much. Ah, um, you hippie. Not at the con. <laughs> no. No, we do not. This isn't. This, if, it, if you it brings, are at it brings the back my memory. Mike, of Mike the this isn't Dead. a Grateful Dead oh. convention. <laughs> if you're at the Grateful Dead, if you're at Lilith Fair, if you're in Little Five Points, but you'll use appropriate. <laughs> I'm I'm not like going into Seven Nanda and Little Five Points and going, everyone bathe now. No, that would be inappropriate of me to do. Oh, and Darren, we've got to add something to that list. Oh, what are we adding this year? No axe baths. Anyone axe who's baths? Axe. 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 I said no axe. Axe, axe, axe. People, I smelled some no. someone. I could smell them down the hall no. at the Marriott. It was, oh. No, you, you don't do that to, to other people. Especially in confined elevators. Yeah, I was going to say, the elevators are crowded enough, thank you. 
They they don't need the extra aroma. <laughs> Thank you. Because it Ugh. it doesn't take away. It just Especially covers. when you're leaving one of the raves and it's 3.30 a.m. and some girl is threatening to hurl in the elevator already and there's that smell in the only elevator that comes because all the others are shut down for some reason, which will happen at some point during the con. Yeah, no. Don't take the money that you would spend on Axe and spend it on Febreze. Yes, Febreze is lovely. Febreze Febreze takes odor away. Away. It It does not add odor (laughs) to you. Yeah, Axe does not take any odor away. It just adds to it. It, it, it's B.O. plus the scent of whatever sadly trying to replace your testosterone. <laughs> oh, there was a couple of people I wanted to put uh, one of those little pine trees things oh, around their necks. Them. Yes. That's hilarious. So uh, as far as uh, getting ready, I mean, we're all looking ahead now at 2019 uh, for uh, Dragon Con, of course, uh, Labor Day weekend, as always. Um, what, uh, steps have we already done? Like what is, what's already like <laughs> checked off on our list of things to do? <laughs> 12 steps. Yeah, really? <laughs> 12 steps of dragon cut. That's a new <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, no, it's more steps than that. You've, you've been to the hotels. There's a lot more steps. You guys have taken, yeah, you, got, you both have taken steps. the tour. Yeah. We've done the yeah, tour twice. And there was actually. a lot of steps. It's on YouTube. Absolutely. And uh, yes, the updated (laughs) one that you guys did last year, right? Yeah. With the, with the new carpet. Yes. Yes. With the new carpet. Oh, little update. The construction is not done at Peachtree Center yet. Ah, there's a shocker for you. (laughs) They've got, it's almost like they took the year off. They've got Mm -hmm. seven months. Yeah. They'll need 70. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so Darren, you said you've got your pass already, or you haven't got your pass yet. I, I haven't gotten my pass so, yet. Um, I, I've got a got a, um, a few things I need to do first before I put the money I, on the I table. I don't have my pass yet either, um, so I'm there with you. So, well, but you're you're gonna get it. I hope. You know, like Mike said, I I never you know take it for granted. Ne- never take it for granted. I agree, but you, you've also been an attending professional for how long now? So I think it's this will be eight years, maybe nine. So, so yeah. And I purposely do pay for my um, pass. Um, I've got a podcast that I do, you know, uh, on comics, and I've done that for like 10, 11 mm-hmm. years now. So I could ostensibly be like, hey, I could be a, an attending professional too because I do this all yeah. the time. But I actually want to give everyone the perspective of someone who's actually put in the money to pay for the badge, you know, to right. go to the con is it worth the money that's kind of where i've always been coming from is it worth the the dollars and the time and all the extra money (laughs) to go to this con because there's hotel there's parking there's food there's all that other stuff like mike you were mentioning dog sitters dog sitters during labor day rare (laughs) oh exactly and expensive as i'll get out so if you're coming to this con you gotta like plan ahead and you gotta get all that stuff locked down ahead of time I mean, oh, very much so. And in all truth, you know, I'm very honored to be a guest again this year. Mm -hmm. But even if I was not a guest, I would still be paying to go to Dragon Con. That's how much I I would. Mm -hmm. There's no question. I would too. And I'm really hoping that the Dragon Con people aren't listening to this. Um, But yes, (laughs) but but I paid, I did pay for like, you know, 20 years or whatever it was. Well, it's not about, it's not about that. It's about for the regular con goer, someone who isn't 
you know, one of us who's like really ingrained in, you know, the culture, like the casual geek who's like, I've heard about this con, let's go. I want to be able to give them the experience of here's how much it's going to cost. Here's what you can expect. Here's how much money you're going to, you know, basically lay out. And yeah. to me, is it worth it? And yes, it's been worth it every time I've been. Dragon Con right now, a membership for all four, let's say five days, is still mm-hmm. cheaper than one day at Disney. It's it's the same price right now. <laughs> No, D- Disney's gone to adjusted pricing. I'm a big Disney yeah. fan, too. Didn't they just go up like 25% or something like that? Um, Disneyland went over $100 yeah. just recently. But you wait for Star Wars Galaxy Edge to open, <laughs> yeah. baby. You're going to wish it was 100 bucks. <laughs> that's going to be great. Because that, that's sure. coming. Because they're offering all these free things right now because everyone's putting off their vacations for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So the park, they're predicting the parks are going to be practically empty for the summer. Because <laughs> no one's coming. Maybe, maybe <laughs> now's the time to watching maybe the now's the time to strike. Yep, watching the mouse sweat just a little bit is healthy for me. <sighs> I like it. <laughs> so, so yes, comparatively speaking, and as far as other conventions goes, uh, I think mm-hmm. you know you get uh, you get a lot of bang for your <laughs> buck. So, um, while yeah. it is a pricier show, um, I think. I mean, it's also 24-hour programming. Right, and it's easier to get in. Like, for example, if you wanted to do the other big shows, like if you wanted to go to New York or San Diego, those Comic-Cons, well, good luck getting a pass. Uh, You can't, Uh you certainly, uh, for San Diego, you can no longer get a four-day, five-day pass anymore. They only sell them individually. So good luck getting a pass for, like, the entire weekend. And it's just so crazy, you might not be able to get one. Well, Dragon Con, mm-hmm. as big as it is, it's never it's never a sellout. They've never stopped selling entry, so you can get memberships like up till that. Like even Saturday, they sell them on the street, literally selling memberships on the street. <laughs> oh no! But that's a new thing they've been only doing for the last right. two years. But um, you know, we saw this year. I mean, we kind of talked about it, you know, at the end of last year and last year's episode, um, but. You know, it was kind of striking that this year the the attendance leveled off for the first time maybe ever. That uh, that that the the attendance didn't increase uh, by a huge uh-huh. amount, and uh, you know we're kind of all wondering is that is that what's this year? Yeah, gonna do? exactly. How how's you know you talked about the mouse sweating? I don't think anybody. I don't think the dragon is sweating, but I do think you know they're kind of curious as to. Are we going to grow, keep growing, or have we peaked? How have we reached our nominal point, right? The saturation, mm-hmm. basically. Because yeah. at, at what point does it get mm-hmm. too big? Yeah. Where people are, are turned off. I mean, we already know friends who don't go because it's too big. It, it's mm-hmm. too big. It's too crowded. It's too hard to get around and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, last year they added a floor to the dealer's room. Still a line to get in. Yeah, still aligned to get in. So I don't think they could add enough no. space, you know, to handle all the folks who are at drag. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's really. <laughs> but the thing it's, is, we it's a chicken and egg thing, really. I, think. I don't want us to think about it. We're trying to scare people. No, 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 away, no, 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 no. Just just the facts. That's all. Yeah, exactly. And for those folks who are listening to us for the first time, 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, so much. And, you know, one of the things with Dragon Con, some, people, some of you out there are, who are listening have been to San Diego. You've been to New mm-hmm. York. You've been to, you know, some of these other mega cons and stuff Chicago, like that. Around, exactly. There's mm-hmm. cons, all huge cons all the way around the world. Dragon Con isn't the biggest, but it's unique because it's not in a convention center. And that's one thing we want to tell people. These are between five hotels and now an America's Mart. And, you know, basically the hotels are open 24 hours a day. And basically it starts from Thursday afternoon now. <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> officially, yes. officially Thursday. Officially. Officially. officially thir- it's moved to Thursday mm-hmm. and goes all the way to Monday night. And you go literally nonstop. There's programming all the way through. Uh-huh. It's not like it's a convention center which closes at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. Uh-huh. This is, you know, going, you have stuff starting at midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., you know, depending when. And, you know, panels starting at 8.30 in the morning. <sighs> and thank you, Joe Crow. Yeah, yeah but, thank, you know. you. thank you, Joe. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a little bit of a hit on that too because I volunteer for them. So <laughs> Monday morning, I did that panel last year. Monday morning, oh my god, but it was fun. I was like on. I had I was double fisting Starbucks. Swear to God, it was great, but I needed the caffeine <laughs> yes. to, to function. <laughs> so definitely, you know, plan on being there, mm-hmm. and you know, being entertained and seeing things you've never seen before and you know because literally you will my eyes my eyes exactly and (laughs) prepare to have a good time and as long as you go in open-minded and you know if you have kids be prepared and you know it's just you know definitely it's a different experience for each one of us and that's why mike was asking about that and that's the great thing about Dragon Con is to each person, it's something different. Yeah. I mean, there's people that, uh, you know, that are working on their cosplay right now. Um, there yes. are people that are, I mean, they're, they're very serious. There are people that will be working on their cosplay in their hotel room. <laughs> yes, the right. There are people that wait till the last minute. Yeah. Who won't do anything until the night before. Um, and, and yeah, there are, are, yeah, I think they did have, I do know that the track directors, uh, all met uh, over the weekend. Uh, I haven't seen any news that came out of that meeting. Uh, so, but that's, uh, I don't think any volunteers were at that meeting, but pretty soon the volunteer meetings will start up. So, um, and we're going to try to uh, bring you information for, from those as we get the information. So, um, but, uh, and yeah, the, obviously people, you know, if you want to get involved, uh, now is the time to, the one thing that happens all year round is that uh, the tracks stay active because they're all active on social media. Uh, Michael, you mentioned uh, the the Facebook group uh, for the American Sci-Fi Classics track. That that track lives on all year on all year long um, uh, because you can go and hang out with the people that uh, that are familiar with that track, that are part of that track, the friends that you make you now can keep tabs up and you can communicate with all year round. Um, you know, the one, there's a lot of, 
there's a lot of bad stuff online. There's a lot of bad stuff on social media, but I think we can safely say that one of the cool things is, is that it extends Dragon Con and things like Dragon Con all year. Uh Uh, Like you don't just, you know, you know, meet, there are people that prior to having a huge online presence and Facebook and all that, uh, even prior to MySpace, uh, I can remember going to Dragon Con and every year I'd see the same people or I'd see a lot of the same people, but that's the only time I would see them. Um, yeah, that, that's how geeks got together is back in my baby geek days, we would go to Atlanta Fantasy Fair and it was a, it was a reunion every year because we didn't have the whole you know internet to social network with. And of course, phone numbers get lost, people lose touch over the year. Because that life mm-hmm. is going on, right? So you have to wait for the whole year to pass, and then you meet up again, and it's like, ah, you know, it's it's pretty much a big reunion. Not even in, and it's and not just a reunion, but you can meet people for the first time. You can meet <laughs> oh, you can, totally. people that you've associated with online or done podcasts mm-hmm. with. You can actually meet face to face for the first time at Dragon Con, right, Director Favor? Of course, sir. It's <laughs> uh, exactly we met face to face for the first time at Dragon Con. Was it nine years ago? Eight years ago? Nine years ago in the basement of the Sheraton, yeah. actually, because mm. we were both waiting to get our badges. Yeah, we had uh, we had been on the podcast with the uh, we had done Earth Station One for a few months at that time, but uh, together, but we never actually met, even though we both live mm-hmm. around in the area. Yep, exactly. And, you know, we had talked to each other, but we just never met face to face. But then again, same way with Darren. Uh, First time we met face to face is when I picked you up to take you up to one of our live recordings. Yep. So, you know, you you make friends, you get to meet people Mm -hmm. and you have people who come up to you at Dragon Con, you know, if you post on Facebook or whatever and they recognize you from your pictures or they recognize you from your voice, just yep. talking or something. Yeah. All of us have been recognized by our voices. Easy. Oh, you know, very much so. like, or I've actually so, had someone recognize me from the, the walking tour video. And oh, they, and thank yeah. you so much for that. It's like, Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, and that was, the, that was pretty much the whole conversation because we were both on our way to, to different panels in different directions, you know, like you do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. I've had people so. in Skybridge love the video, you know, as they're going the wrong way. <laughs> You're like, thank you. <laughs> exactly. When my wife and I went to see Justice League last year, or that was 2016, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sitting in a theater in Fayetteville, Georgia, I'm waiting for my wife to come out of the restroom. Guy walks up to me, Did you moderate the Kevin Sorbo panel last year? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, he's like, you did a great job, and he walks away. I'm like, what just happened? I think the man asked you if you were going to be moderately Kevin Sorbo in this next year. <laughs> I did it as a favor. A favor. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to control that man. He's wearing too much leather. But yeah, so it's definitely you know you meet friends, and a lot of these times you meet these people, they're friends for life. Mm-hmm. It's just not like somebody who, you know, you're going to 
have a passing acquaintance with you a lot of times you will come back year after year and see the lot of the same people mm-hmm. start hanging with them like michael had mentioned one of my best memories last year was hanging with the folks at the american classic sci-fi track drinking apple pie and playing cards against humanity after hours it was a blast because mm-hmm. it was so chill and <laughs> the rest of the con was going on outside of where we were and the we were just of the dragon was fun. and we were just hanging and having a blast <laughs> and it was awesome i think also a uh true uh thing that like this only happens at dragon con is uh you know we we, we put together a panel it was sort of an in joke for people at the uh american sci-fi classics track uh, the, the the panel of mikes right the panel of michaels and mm-hmm. michelle's of course and what was amazing to me is not that we had, you know, 12 or whatever, however many Michaels showed up. But what was amazing to me was that people showed up to what, like to be like to attend the panel to like, to just check it out. And I was like, wow, you're only like, you're a fan of, are you a fan of people named Michael? Like, why are you here? But there's just, because it sounds like a fun thing to do. I should be releasing the audio of that nice. pretty soon. Nice. So, the night of a thousand Michaels. <laughs> I think I might have the audio of that also, and that might be good for our Patreon. How about that? <laughs> that might be good. Okay. Can I mix it with uh, the Day of the Triffids commentary? That'd be fun. <laughs> night of the Michaels, the Day of the Triffids. But you have panels. Remember when we did the Little Shop of Horrors sing along? Yeah, we really? need to do another sing along. That was fun. Yes. I think, you know, I think we could definitely look that up. I've been talking to Gary about doing a Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along. I I made my friend Igor actually watch uh, Little Shop of Horrors this past year for Halloween because he's not a musical fan, but he's dark and into metal and everything. And once Mr. Mushnick went down the gully, he's like, oh, I'm in. (laughs) Like, okay, I've got your attention. Good. We watched the original ending too, not not that fake sappy one. So. Well, very cool. I know that we've strayed from the topic quite a few, quite a bit, but you know what? It's the it's the first month, uh, so we're we're sort of loosening up for uh, the 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 two hundred days that we have left until Dragon Con. Man, doesn't that make it sound short? It, it's it's going to go really quickly. It always <laughs> it really does. Is. Once we start doing this, is actually the moment when you start realizing, oh, yep. it's coming. Doing well, the think podcast. about it. Think about it now. It's January fifteenth. Eight and a half months, folks. Eight and mm, a half yeah. months. Really, eight eight months and like a week and a half. <laughs> because Not you're that we're counting. It, it starts a on week Wednesday. and a half, three hours and sixty minutes. Possibly, yeah. possibly sixty. Yeah, minutes. that's uh, that's crazy. Uh, and it is great, crazy. Gonna, yeah, you're right. It's going to fly by. So, so, but we're here. Bill. We're here for you. We're here for all the listeners. We're here to help. Uh, so please let us know uh, if you have any questions, if there's any topics that you want us to cover, uh, please uh, reach out to us. Uh, again, we do have a feedback line. You can just call us and say, hey, uh, I want to hear more about this. Or if you have a message of a Dragon Con thing that you want to either promote or you just want to rave about or something like that, we, we love playing those on the show. So uh, just call us at 404-963-9057. And you can also email us at any time. 
to uh, DragonConReport at ESONetwork.com. And uh, we will have links to all the cool stuff that you probably need uh, for DragonCon, including the official site, as well as uh, the... Um, I know one big concern is, of course, the... Uh, the, the hotels rooms and the hotel situation at this point, but really for the up-to-date information, it's best to go to uh, the, uh, the websites for that. There's two Facebook groups that are really great. So we recommend you check those out. And, uh, and yeah, it's just uh, the newsletter and the newsletter is a cool new thing that dragon con is doing to, to keep you up to date and send actually news your way. So that's, that's really exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like. So, uh, boy, they're really making the media people work this year, all year round, if they're doing a, a newsletter. Well, I know our friend uh, Dan Carroll has gotten a promotion. That's true. We should Con. mention that. Good, good. I forgot to mention that in the news, Mike. Uh, so, yes, Dan, our really good friend, at, uh, at who was the media director, is now – I can't remember the name of his title, though. I didn't – I need to look it up. Do you remember? Head Grand Poobah. Poobah. Yeah, Grand, Grand Poobah. Poobah. Right. Of, yeah, that's right. Of, of PR. I don't know. Exactly. But, Sounds but, good. Uh, it sounds good. Yeah. So he has moved up into uh, more of an um, uh, executive role. And uh, they've named another media director. And that is um, Sam, Sam. Right. Uh, who uh, I hope to have her back on the show this season, too. So if there's... Because, yes, Sam was... Uh, Dan's assistant. Yes, right. For many and we years. did talk to her. I'm not sure if we did last year, but certainly the year before, I think we did. So so uh, let us know if there's anybody that you want us to talk to about Dragon Con uh, to have on the show, because we always like having new people reach out. And uh, yeah, I think it's time uh, to go on to our first segments of uh, the year. So we're going to start now, and we're going to talk to Jonathan Chaffin of uh, Horror and Clay. So uh, let's let's run that now. And now joining us, uh, a very familiar face, especially in recent years, uh, especially if you go to check out the Artist Alley uh, and pop culture. Uh, artist and pop Artist Alley, right? That's uh, I get that always confused. But anyway, uh, and then I've been there for eight years, so uh, what do you know? But um, anyway, our good friend Jonathan Chaffin from Horror Than Clay is here. Hey, guys. Howdy, sir. Like, so tell us how I know you're excited about Dragon Con every year. And I think um, we share similar stories in terms of how long, we, how long have you been going to Dragon Con? Uh, I think I, I first attended Dragon Con as a volunteer uh, in 1998. And I've gone every okay. year since. Yeah. So, so you were volunteering for how many years? I was volunteering for two years, and uh, my grandmother passed away, and her gift to me at that time was an eternal membership. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. I can't – that was probably so cheap back then. The stunning price of $750. <laughs> and that's, that's amazing. Um, so, yes, you were an eternal member, and when did you start vending? Um, I, uh, Tom Trainer first invited me to come be in the pop art show five years ago, four years ago. Okay. Yep. And, uh, Tom, of course, is a big proponent of all things Tiki. So yep. uh, I can definitely understand why, why he wanted you to be part of it, but you fit right in, I think as well. So, sure. um, um, and, uh, was there what attracted you and why did you want to be keep going and why did were you interested in an eternal membership? What was it about Dragon Con that you were like, I, I need to keep going to this? 
I mean, it's, you know, the, the first time you, um, go to a large scale genre specific con that, that, uh, dovetails with your own interests, it can be really life changing. Um, uh, so I don't know. I, you know, everybody just walking around, I got it. You know, I, um, you, we'd be in line for something, waiting for a panel or something. And, uh, someone said, well, what are you into? And said, oh, okay. I'm into, you know, Star Trek, or I'm into Star Wars, or I'm into Dungeons and Dragons, you know, and you'd see these just clever, clever, deep cut in joke things. And you're like, I didn't know anybody knew that. You know, I thought I was the only one ever that would, would think, uh, uh, Raceland for president was something I saw uh, the last election cycle. And that's wonderful. And like 12 people get, <laughs> get it, except your listeners. I bet they all got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we, we kind of cater to the, the Dragon Con folks here. So, uh, so we, at least we hope to anyway. Um, but, uh, so, so you were, and you started behind the scenes. So that must have been kind of interesting the way to start your Dragon Con experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, my, my first year uh, volunteering, I had a broken leg. So they set me at the registration table. And, uh, so I got to meet everybody coming in, like everybody, uh, shaking off the Atlanta traffic and parking situation and just starting to raise up their aspect, maybe halfway into their costume. Um, and it was gotcha. just one. Is this when the lines would go like across the street and down the, down like a mile? I think it's before that spike in popularity. Like they were long and they wrapped around. Uh, yeah. I want to say, um, that at that time, um, registration was in the basement of the uh, Hilton. Hyatt, Hyatt. Hyatt, yep, it was the Hyatt. Um, yeah, and with my broken leg, I had to walk down to um, uh, the answer, uh, the information booth at the bottom of, the, uh, down in the Marriott, no, not the Marriott, the um, uh, America's Mart, because that's where the mm-hmm. vendor's room was at that time. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. That year. Right. Uh, yeah. Up and down. That was crazy. That was a crazy little experiment. <laughs> it was. Of course, we're back to America's Mart, but it's a little different now. So. Little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, so, so then, uh, so yeah, fast forward a few years and how is your experience, uh, vending at Dragon Con? Uh, I love it. I, um, I, you know, I designed my mugs like, like many artists. Um, I'm a, a little bit, uh, insular and inwardly focused. I, I enjoy my quiet time in my studio designing my things. Um, Dragon Con is one of the experiences where I get to meet the people that collect my art. And it's, uh, it's very energizing. It's very exciting. Um, I love seeing what other artists do and I love it when people come up to me and they're like, Hey, what have we got that's new this year? You know, I got this thing last year or I, I, I followed your last Kickstarter or, you know, I've seen you around or whatever. Just, uh, it, it's, it's an exhausting experience, but it is, uh, just people are so passionate, you know, and to be part of the things that people are passionate about, uh, uh, there, there's, there's no, analogous experience in my life um in, in terms of like dealing with a crowd with that kind of wonderful rising energy and working with the other uh seeing the other artists who have you know become friends with and see what they have new and um it's just it's just awesome 
I love being part of the uh, comic and pop artist alley. And I think I got it right that time. And, um, and, uh, you know, part of me, a little part of me, like still wishes I, I could go to panels and see guests and everything like that. I mean, I try to sneak out occasionally, uh, but, but really, I mean, it's very time consuming being at the table. So, uh, do you feel that way as well? Do you kind of feel sometimes you're just isolated? I mean, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I bring my family with me and we trade out to go, uh, do the convention, um, uh, with our daughter who's been to Dragon Con every year. And, uh, I always make sure to go with her to the parade. That's the one thing that I, you know, you will not find me in the booth at that time. Um, cause we're out counting stormtroopers and see, you know, saying which, which fan group is bigger this year and smaller and, um, so yeah, I uh, don't so much feel trapped there, uh, but it is its own little ecosystem, especially now that they put the food up there um, on the top floor. Yeah. Um. So you know, you you just sort of hang out with the the folks and visit with people when they come to see you, which is its own kind of nice. You mentioned the parade. Are there anything? Is there anything else that uh, that you have to do at DragonCon? Uh, it changes year over year. Um, I, I really love the, uh, the timey wimey puppet show. If I can, can make it over there to, to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a lot of the time I, I like discovering whatever the new fandom, um, uh, my daughter's into, uh, whether it's one I know or not, it's, you get to sort of re-experience it, um, which is like a fun thing to remember. Oh, I did love this thing with the passion of a thousand sons for a couple of years. Let's go do that again. Um, but yeah, um, I, I just try and see it all. It's yeah. Well, yeah. See as much as you can. Cause obviously you can't, there's no way uh, you could see it all, but well, very cool. Well, I definitely encourage people to, uh, you know, I think you've been uh, now you've been there long enough that you're kind of like a staple. Like you said, a lot of people, uh, want to come by your booth and, and try to figure out where you are and, and check you out every year. And that's like a, a cool thing when you're like part of it. Right. Um, and, uh, so, and I know it's inspired you, your years at Dragon Con has inspired you to do your own convention that's coming up here in February. Right. Why? Yes. Thank you very much. Um, uh, my wife and I are producing, uh, in Atlanta's Tiki weekend. Uh, which will specifically be a tiki and lowbrow and pop culture um, uh, tiki kind of uh, event. We're going to have bands. We're going to have artists. We're going to have uh, all sorts of uh, tiki lectures, history lectures. And we're going to tour the tiki bars in Atlanta. Atlanta now has four full-time operating decorated tiki bars. Um, and we're going to have a bartending competition and some bands and all kinds of fun stuff. Where can people go to find out more information about that? If you would like to find out more information about that, you should go to Inuhele.com. And if you can't spell Inuhele, go to AtlantaTikiTour.com. Awesome. We will have a link to that in our show notes, and we appreciate it. It's always fun talking to you, Jonathan. Always and I can't wait for Inuhele. I'm looking forward to that big time. And, of course... Come Dragon Con 2019, Tiki Panel. I don't know who else it'll be, but I know it'll be you and me at least. Hey, that that itself would be a fun time, man. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, man. We'll see you at the con. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. And now joining us is Joseph from Chameleon Cosplay. Joseph, welcome to the station, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Yes, you've been a friend of the station for quite some time. So it's, uh, it's, it's good to finally have you up here. Um, for those folks who may not be familiar with you or probably are familiar with you, but maybe not by name, uh, but more by costume, um, how long have you been, you know, costuming, um, cosplaying, that kind of thing? Uh, costuming, um, and, and as far back as, uh, I would say like high school, uh, going back to being, you know, a theater kid, but, um, Cosplay, like in the sense like we know it now, I would say probably 2012. Uh, 2012, yeah, that's when I went to my first Dragon Con, so that's where I actually did my first cosplay for set. That was going to be my next question. When was your first Dragon Con? So, is uh, so your first Dragon Con was that uh, that was in 2012 as well? You said yes. Uh, 2012. Um, I've been living in Georgia since, since 2007. Found out about Dragon Con, sadly, uh, 2011. So 2012, uh, me and my wife, uh, we went. That was our first Dragon Con, completely unprepared, um, dressing up uh, out of our car that was parked uh, two buildings over. Um, not prepared, like I said. Uh, the only thing that prepared me was uh, the walkthrough video that you guys did for the uh, hotels. That was about it. Um, wow, Okay. Yep. Uh, so, you know, I, I had it on a loop while we were working on our cosplay, um, which wasn't that great. Uh, it was just the simple like Joker and Harley Quinn, you know, very generic. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that was our, our first uh, Dragon Con was uh, 2012 for one day. And then after that, we said next year we're going all out. And we did. We stayed at the Marriott and did the whole weekend. That's uh, that sounds pretty good. Um, and was that your first convention experience ever? Yes, yes, uh, very first convention uh, experience. Um, oh, it sounds weird, but the only other convention I was uh, I had been to was a uh, reptile convention since I worked in in the uh, pet industry, um, which is completely different and weird. But um, <laughs> but, but yeah, that was my first like you know, convention, like, uh, you know, nerd out experience that that was it. It was Dragon Con. So we, we went big for our first convention. Yes, you did. Yeah. That makes everything else look kind of small. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, so what is it that drew you to Dragon Con? Um, what was it that you enjoyed that made you want to come back? Um, you know, what, what were your feelings about that first Dragon Con? Um, we, uh, my my wife and I were both, you know, pretty like uh, I would say introverted. Uh, you know, we pretty much keep to ourselves, and and you know, going to Dragon Con that's like the complete opposite of that. Um, so that really helped us, you know, get out there a little bit more and you know make new friends, and and that I think is what drew me a little bit more to like because that first year just you know getting like all the pictures and everybody's like, hey, I love your costume, you know, all the positive. Um, you know, comments that that alone was like amazing. So, you know, the next year after that, and, and I believe uh, 2014, uh, once we upped our game per se and, and went a little bit more, uh, a little bit more into the professional side and, you know, using like makeup and, and going more in depth, uh, it, it just amplified that even more. Like 
once you come down that elevator of the Marriott and everybody just stops, it's just like it's overwhelming, but in in the best way possible. Um, and just the like I said, the positive response, all the friends that I've made, you know, online and and at the convention itself, like it's it's amazing. It's a completely different ballgame from your you know day to day life, and that's something that. You know, that's that's the only way I can explain it to people at work or people that have never experienced it is it, you have to go there. Even if it's the people watch, you will enjoy yourself because there's so much happening and it's it, it's just so positive. Um, that's what draws me to it. And that's what everybody that I talk to that they go for the first time. That's the exact same thing that they say. Yeah, well said. Well said, uh, definitely. Um, and it's great that it was a positive experience for you. Now, do you, um, you already knew enough to, to, uh, you know, costume, uh, because that's like, I didn't know that when I first went to Dragon Con, but of course mine was a little earlier than that, but even then it was still pretty, you know, like that was a, a thing, you know? Um, so, uh, but what else did, attracted you to Dragon Con? Was it, did you, do you like doing panels? Do you like doing, like the walk of fame? Do you like shopping? Do you like just hanging out? Do you like partying or all of that? The, uh, the, we, we kind of are more, we're more of the, uh, like the daytime people because of the costume and, and whatnot. Um, but we, the fir- that first year, like I said, it was a mess. Like we threw on a costume, we went in and we just like, Whoa, what's going on? The second year, um, we kind of paced ourselves. We took one whole day to do nothing but panels. Um, kind of to get that experience of, of going to the tracks and sitting at panels. And I went through like a, a panel of uh, the uh, genetics of, of X-Men, which was like super interesting to me. Um, and that was just like one thing, like everything that was happening, like they say, you can't do everything at, at once. Like the one, the first day that we were there for, I believe 2013, we just went with the flow. We just like, oh, look, this looks interesting. Let's go there. Um, and that's what we did. Um, so we, we have gone to the panels. Uh, we did the, uh, the zombie walk, um, one year, which is a very crazy and, and fun experience. Um, uh, we, we've done the masquerade. So we've tried to, all, you know, throughout all these years to do a little bit of everything and get the full experience. And I mean, even even looking through a telescope, like it, it, there's so many things to do. Like I <laughs> right. still haven't, I still haven't like gone through everything that there is to do. Um, I haven't been to the aquarium yet for the night of the aquarium. Um, so that's another thing that I want to do, you know, in the near future. But um, but yeah, like everything that has to do with it, like uh, even uh, the the raves and the parties, I haven't done that yet. Um, but you know, one of these years, like I said, we'll venture down there and just get bounced around a little bit and then just run out. But, you know, that's another thing that, that I'm going to experience because, uh, you know, I, I don't think our calm days are over yet. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, there's, I don't think you'll ever, we'll ever run out of things to do there. Oh no, no. And, And I haven't been to the, to wrestling either. And you know me, like, um, that's, uh, that's part of like my one of my fandoms if you want to call it like i just love wrestling and grew up with it and it kills me every time that we get there on a thursday and it's already like too late to go so this year i might make it at a, a you know point to get there wednesday and be there on time to go to wrestling for once yeah that'd be cool uh yeah I even 
It's it is tough. And now that they moved it to Thursday, uh, that's uh, that's a little bit more interesting, and that's uh, a little bit more um, of a of an option now. Um, so, uh, did you say you'd been in the parade? I have not been in the in the parade yet. Um, I okay. have been invited, but uh, have yet, have not yet because uh, a lot of the uh, costumes that we've made are big, bulky, heavy. Um, oh yeah! And just walking out of the hotel, like I'll keel over. So, um, <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's not an option yet. <laughs> the uh, so let's talk about uh, you know the the now are there uh, I think certain um, certain costumes that you've done have been more over than others. So I think you, 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 are there ones that people sort of expect you to do now every year? Uh, yes, uh, definitely. And it's, it's, uh, it's just crazy. Like, uh, the, uh, we do uh, a lot of, uh, costuming from Gears of War, uh, the Xbox video game, uh, Gears of War. Um, mm-hmm. we've done the, the locusts, which are the villains of uh, the bad guys. We've done, you know, the good guys. Um, but the most that people recognize me for and, and the one that got over tremendously um, was one that I put together, I think it was four days before going to Dragon Con uh, in 2000, I believe, 13 or, or 14. Um, it, literally, I went to Goodwill. Um, I got the idea because um, I, I love memes. Like every time I'm on Facebook, um, I almost always respond with a meme or, or a GIF um, nowadays. Uh, I just find them funny um so i got the idea to do the uh the aliens guy or giorgio that's his his actual name from um ancient aliens and uh literally four days before the con went to goodwill grabbed the suit that kind of looked the part i put the uh caption that says aliens on the bottom did the little history channel logo um i had a Wig. Actually, the wig was the part that took me the most to to stand all the hair up um, to make it look like him. That actually took me the longest. Um, and actually, that that was the the one that was the one that when I came downstairs, um, everybody just lost it. Like they thought it was <laughs> hilarious. Um, which and that's exactly what I was going for. I wanted a comfortable, you know, costume, something to just have fun in and walk around. And you know, the response was amazing. This one guy on Saturday um, of that year, uh, he comes running up to me. He was probably already drunk, but um, he came running up to me. He's like, dude, you're trending on Reddit. I'm like, what's Reddit? Because like, I'm getting old, so I don't do all that. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, he's like, dude, you're trending on Reddit. So I go upstairs and, you know, the younger crowd that's rooming with us, they sit, sit me down and they're like, all right, you know, this is Reddit. This is what's happening. So that was, that just blew my mind. Um, and then to get the acknowledgement from the actual Giorgio, uh, the actual person that I was cosplaying from, like he sent me a message saying how, how much he liked it and how funny it was. Um, that, that right there, just that validated that simple cosplay right there. That's so cool. Yep. That is so cool. Um, have you already got your plans in place for this year? Anything new? Uh, oh my God. Uh, where do I start? Um, you don't ask a cosplayer that, man. Like, uh, they'll never. When, when do you? Stop. When do you actually? When do you start planning for like the next year? Well, the the planning we already started last year. Uh, uh, as of you know, Dragon Con of last year, we were already planning because we wanted to do something like the whole family. 
because um, now the kids are getting older and they're getting interested in dressing up and going to Dragon Con. So we're we're planning uh, to see if we can do something all together. Um, but if not, um, I have, I want to say like four projects right now um, that I'm working on that, uh, like I said. Hey, you don't have to, you don't have to spoil it if you don't want to, but. Oh, no, no. It's uh, uh, the, the one that I'm trying to get done for sure is uh, from an anime, uh, My Hero Academia. Um, that's very popular right now. Um, that's the one that I'm trying to work on that I'm, you know, putting uh, progress pics on, on Instagram. That's, that's the one that I want to at least try to get finished, if not for MomoCon, for DragonCon. Um, but other than that, I have a couple things up my sleeve um that if i do get them done and and they do work um they'll they'll be pretty cool excellent excellent well we i can't wait to see what you've got in store for us this year um i definitely encourage people to check out you know the photos of you and everything so where can they go online if they they want to see some of your your past costumes if they haven't already they'll probably recognize them they'll probably be like i know that guy Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, I, it it doesn't matter what year it is. I, I still get people sending me messages like, "Hey, I got this, you know, selfie of you," and I vaguely remember what even happened. Um, but people just, you know, tell me all the time, "Hey, I remember you." Um, but um, Chameleon Cosplay and Effects, um, Chameleon uh, with a K, um, on Instagram. That's you know where I post the, the pictures uh, right now. I had a Facebook page, but I'm going to redo it because it has my old name and facebook being facebook doesn't let me change it so um once i get that figured out it'll have it'll have the uh, new name uh, chameleon and it'll all be linked together but for right now i just post my uh progress pictures uh, on instagram under chameleon cosplay effects um awesome yep that's it well, we will have a link to our uh, to that in our show notes so that people can check you out. And uh thanks again for coming on. It was really awesome to to have you on with us. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you for for the invite and, you know, I love the view from the station. So, anytime. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Did you know the ESO network has a brand new Patreon? That's right. We're asking for your help and you could do it for as little as a dollar a month. Don't fret, all your favorite shows will still be available for free as always, but now you can get exclusive podcasts and more not heard anywhere else but on our Patreon. To sign up for the ESO Network, Patreon's easy. All you have to do is click on the link on the top navigation of the ESO Network website or go to patreon.com slash ESO Network. With your support of the ESO Network, it's you who will reap the rewards. And so now we draw a close to our first episode of the 2019 Dragon Con Con Report. A big thank you to everyone for joining us on this episode, including Jonathan Chafin and Joseph, uh, Joseph from Chameleon Cosplay. So check out those. We'll have links to their stuff so you can check it out. Um, and uh, I also want to thank to our station crew for joining us, including Michael Bailey, your first time here with the station. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was my pleasure. I was uh, very touched that you thought of to ask me to be on. Absolutely. Well, like I said, I do think of you like you're a Dragon Con guy for me. So, uh, so I really appreciate the work that you put into your panels. And I hope that I'm lucky enough to be on a panel with you, uh, this year because, uh, I think the last three or four years, I think I've been on some panel together. Yeah. Usually involving Batman. Yes. That's, uh, that's not, and I imagine there's going to be a Batman, a lot of Batman love this year. So uh, with the movie anniversary and the anniversary, like his 80th anniversary, right? Yep, absolutely. So, 
So that's going to be awesome. So where can people find you and uh, what do you want to promote? Uh, Fortressofbailytude.com. It's the, it's the home of what I uh, kind of laughingly refer to as the Fortress of Baileytude podcasting network, uh, which is just an excuse for me to put all my shows in one place so that it's a lot easier to tell people where to go instead of going, well, go here and then go here. Uh, I mainly do a couple different shows. One's called From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast where I've been going with my friend Jeff through the post-crisis adventures of Superman. Uh, we have, we're coming up on our 10th year uh, and we're not even halfway done because we're slackers. Uh, <laughs> there's another show called The Overlooked Dark Knight where me and my friend Andy Leyland, uh, who's from the UK, talk about overlooked Batman stories, which is normally books that came out in the late 70s and early 80s because everyone wants to talk about the long Halloween, but we want to talk about Kite Man because he's important. <laughs> Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. There's like literally over 600, 700 episodes of various shows, uh, that you can find on that site, uh, from different things that I've done over the past 11 years. Awesome. So we will definitely have a link to that in our show notes as well. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. And thank you, Darren. We're oh. doing it again. It begins again, man. Yes. Yes. Everything new is, is back around again, isn't it? So yeah, there we are. Yay, Dragon Con time. <laughs> so uh, so anything that uh, you want to promote uh, in the meantime? Um, just doing the Legion of Substitute podcasters.com with the Legion-y goodness from DC, which is nothing right now. <laughs> Thanks, DC. Um, they've been teasing us lately with uh, maybe Bendis is going to come and do a Legion book. And we're like, when Doomsday Clock is done, which means 2021, I think, at this rate that they're going i don't know it's never um it's it yeah it really is it's like either give me a legion book or or stop you know tickling my balls um so that's just how i feel about it um beyond that nope just getting ready for the con i guess is what i'm going to be doing starting with um trying to figure out who i'm going to be this year i think michael from the good place will show up if i can find a janet ah there we go we can we announce it here we're looking for a janet I, I'm, I need to find a Janet to pull off Michael. And gotcha. Janet, Janet will be holding a cactus, of course. Of course. Of All course. you have to say is, hey, Janet, you know. Exactly. Do you want a good Janet, a neutral Janet, or a bad Janet? I'll take the good Janet for this year and then evolve it further. You know, you've got to do something, a twist each year, right? So, right. so well, very cool. We look forward to that. Uh, the results of that search. Well, uh, thank you. We'll announce here later <laughs> on in the, in the year. Um, and of course, thank you, Director Faber, for which none of this would be possible. It's actually something I really look forward to. I actually have a blast talking Dragon Con. It's like we keep on saying throughout the show, and we're going to sound like Brecken Records, but you know, we love the show and we do this because we have a passion for it. And it's just a great time. And hanging with you guys is, just makes it even better. Absolutely. Woohoo! Absolutely. We try to cover all we can with these reports, but please, to keep up with the latest news, check out the official DragonCon website. There's social media outlets. All the tracks are active on Facebook and other social media, so check those out as well. They are now looking for uh, panel ideas, so if you have an idea that you want to get involved, uh, go check them out on their social media and get and say, hey, uh, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, we can also, on this show, be found on uh, Facebook. 
uh, as part of the ESO Network Facebook page. Uh, we're on Twitter, Google+, Stitcher. We want you to be part of the discussion, and we want you to be part of the station, so please feel free to join us. Um, be sure to check out the Amazon link at the top of the ESONetwork.com site. It doesn't cost you any more to purchase your stuff, and it really does help us out a lot. We also have a tea public store filled with all kinds of cool designs. And we now have a Patreon page. And we thank you so much for your support on the Patreon. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it has been my pleasure. We'll see you at the con. Don't, don't, don't let's start. This is the worst part. To believe for all the world that you are not precious little girl. But don't, don't, don't let's start. I've got a weak heart and I don't This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.